seeing that commercial, I'm like, okay, nurses are using simulation labs. So obviously NASCAR drivers are using simulators. Parker Klingerman, he is the guy I am cheering for tomorrow. I'm so glad you decided to come back on the show. How are you today, Parker? Great. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the support. Really appreciate that. Glad to have some hometown support. And I'm, uh, I'm currently walking through the streets of this great city right now uh, beside the racetrack, heading back to my hotel. Um, and it's, it's just cool to be here. Yeah. You know, I drove down Lakeshore today. I wasn't certain what kind of traffic I would encounter, but I got a good look at what you're going to be racing on tomorrow. Parker, that's, that's narrow. That's pretty narrow, don't you think? There's parts. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the Lakeshore part uh, is actually, that's fairly wide and normal for us. And, you know, things, it's like a room when you don't have furniture in it. It feels smaller, right? When you don't have race cars on the track, it looks smaller. But you'll see, I think, that area will be fine. There is some tight areas down in 7, 8, 9 that are really tight um, for our race cars and just anything in general, actually. And I, I think going too wide there will be tough, but... That's the beauty of street course racing. You encounter those sorts of variables, and you got to uh, you got to adjust and adapt. And I just think you know you look at the backdrop though of of the yeah. corners, and when you're walking around the racetrack, and it's just skyscrapers, and it's like wow, this is so cool. So yeah, um, I'm I'm excited. Uh, Parker is racing number forty eight for Big Machine racing and sponsored by big machine vodka spiked coolers we talked to your team owner scott Burchetta yesterday he predicts you're going to win this thing tomorrow <laughs> i love that i love the confidence i'd love to i think i've had this race circled for all year i uh i wanted to street course race since i was a young kid and i'm so excited and come in here with so much enthusiasm and i think that's half the battle and i know we have consistently been better and better at the road course stuff this year made our cars better and so i think it's uh you know it kind of all culminates of hopefully going out there and winning tomorrow so i uh i see no reason we can't get it done all we got to do is put it all together and execute okay so i was listening to other analysts and i know you're an analyst for nbc sports and you were in to cover the sale gp you did not run the course at that point have you walked it or have you at least will you not get on it in a vehicle until tomorrow morning you won't be on it in a vehicle until tomorrow morning. I did get to walk in about three laps today, uh, which you can do the math. I've done a fair amount of miles walking there. I also ran around it this evening, this morning. Um, and I can say, you know, I, I feel like I have a good grasp. You can learn a lot from walking, but, you know, we will we'll be using practice. And the thing that's wild about this type of racetrack is that it's only going to get faster because it's going to – you're going to remove some of the dust and that sort of stuff as we run the cars so, – the cars will burn up some of the oils, that sort of thing, that are on the asphalt that only get removed when you have a race car trying to go around there with a ton of heat and a ton of force. Um, and then, you know, the rubber will lay down. So it's just, it should get faster. There's one X factor, which it looks like it could potentially rain, which will take everything I just said and throw it out the window. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we'll deal with that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. That's a whole other story. It'll, it'll be very low grip if that's the case, and you just got to hang on and make the best of it. Parker Klingerman is racing in the Loop 121 tomorrow. Uh, Parker, what is the difference for NASCAR novices between tomorrow's race and Sunday's race? I mean, obviously length, but overall, explain the difference between the two. I think the the biggest difference is that an X-Car Xfinity car is sort of a classic stock car. It, it you know it, it lacks braking. Uh, it's really tough in the cars. They they don't stop very well but they go just as fast down the straightaway. So it's, 
it's a little, I think, tougher for our cars. Also, we only have four gears as opposed to five, so we've got areas where we're kind of in between the gear choice that you'd want. Um, so that's going to make it a little different, and I think because of that, you know, you could see maybe a little bit more mistakes in our cars. It's a little easier to make mistakes, and I think the cup cars on Sunday, it's, uh, it's going to be tight. You know, those cars, they make a lot of grip. They make a lot of underbody grip, and they, they have, they're sort of set up for something like this. So it will be interesting to see what kind of race they put on, but I, I really think, you know, this, this came about because that car is suited to doing this. And I think they should put on a great show. Parker Kligerman is with us, NASCAR driver. And if you've got a question, text it to us. We'll ask him for you. 312-981-7200. So you drive a Chevy. And I heard one of the analysts talking today, regardless of what you're driving, it's the mechanics, the technology inside that is somewhat universal, designed to even the playing field and keep you safe. Tell us what is on the inside of the vehicle that you're racing. Yeah, so a, a NASCAR vehicle is very similar uh, between manufacturers on the inside and what we touch as drivers, right? What we see in the cockpit area is fairly universal. You know, you'll have a dash made of carbon fiber. That dash will only have our important gauges for the engines. Uh, in the Xfinity car, we do not have digital dashes in the Xfinity car, so we have traditional gauges uh, that you'd see sort of, you know, the last an older rate on older road cars. Um and then, you know, your, your seat is normally carbon fiber or metal, and it's molded to you as a driver. So, you, you know, the only one who can sit in that seat is really you because <laughs> it's made for you. Wow. Hang um, on. Let's talk about that get, for a second. Yeah. So you actually get fitted for your seat. So you, it is literally molded to fit only your body. Yes, 100%. Wow. And, you know, you're, you're strapped in there in a six-point harness. Um, and you, it's very hard to move. You know, the only thing you're able to do in there is push pedals and turn a wheel and shift gears. So any other movement is, is not wanted because in the event of an accident, you want to be as secure as possible and not able to move. So that, that foam insert into the actual metal or carbon fiber seat is what we sit in, and it's molded to your body uh, to make it sort of the best fit it can possibly be. And that's always a process as well. You'll hear drivers all the time talk about, oh, I need to change this on my seat, that on my seat. And remember, once you're in there, you can't move. So if it's even the slightest bit uncomfortable, that's going to be uncomfortable for many, many hours. Um, and, you you know, you got to be comfortable to go fast because when you're comfortable, you can focus on going fast. Who is talking in your ear while you're racing, Parker? Uh, well, hopefully you and the radio, right? <laughs> That'd be awesome. The announcers? No. So in my ear uh, on the racetrack, we have spotters. Uh, around when we go to road courses. Normally, I'd only have one main spotter who would be Brandon McReynolds for me, uh, former driver. His dad is Larry McReynolds, uh, who's a crew ch- former crew chief and TV personality for Fox. And then this race will have three spotters uh, around the racetrack. So they'll be talking to me um, as I go through different corners and sort of where the cars are around me. And then my crew chief, Patrick Donahue, who also speaks to me about strategy. Uh, maybe he's seen things that you know, in terms of lap times and all that stuff. So it's it could be up to four different people uh, over one lap that you'll hear on the radio as you're trying to drive uh, and make speed. 
Wow. Parker Kligerman is with us. He is driving number 48 tomorrow in the Loop 121 in, somebody said, his Big Machine Records related to Big Machine Racing. Yes. Both founded by Scott Borchetta. Uh, Scott was uh, the first person to sign Taylor Swift to a record deal, and he races himself. He now has Big Machine Vodka spiked coolers. So that's so wild. I talked to him about being not only a team owner, but the major sponsor. Um, it was good to talk to him and I've got a few more questions for you coming in on the text line. They want to know how you okay. feel about moving from Road America to the street course of Chicago. Well, so we are still going to Road America in the Xfinity Series. We'll be going later this year. So we actually didn't, you know, we haven't lost Road America in that sense. I know, but series. comparing the two, like, yeah. how do you feel about it? Well, I think, and they're also referencing the Cup Series is, not, is no longer going to Road America, which is a shame, you know, because Road America is such a beautiful racetrack. It's a beautiful place. But this event is unlike anything I've ever experienced in NASCAR. And you can't use the word race because it's not just a race. It's an event. And you feel it. You see it. You see all the different people, the enthusiasm around here. Myself talking to you. Like, you know, I don't know if we're doing that if we're just going to Road America. So I think there's, uh, there's such a great vibe around this. Um, right now that I just feel like it's definitely something that is new and different. And NASCAR, I give them a huge amount of kudos and props for doing it because it's, it's the kind of stuff that really advances the sport, moves it forward, and brings it to a new audience. And I hope we're doing that here. Yeah, absolutely. For the next couple of years, you are. Is there another big city that you'd like to see a, straight, a street race happen in? <laughs> I'm from New York City, so I'd love to see one there. I know it's probably never going to happen, but in a dream world, New York City or somewhere, some facsimile around there would be amazing. Uh, that's my home. That's where I'm from, and you know, I, I feel like it's sort of separated from the racing world a bit, and I'd love to see it sort of come together and, and have a race there. Parker, you do not sound like a New Yorker. <laughs> no, no accent? None. <laughs> None. Sounds like you've been spending too much time in the South. Um, and... and uh, how many crashes? You said calamity. I think that's the word you used. Scott Borchetta said he expects there will certainly be a lot of crashes. Will there be more than what you normally see on a Sunday afternoon? Oh, you know, that's so tough, right? Because just because a track is difficult doesn't mean there'll be crashes, right? Just because a track is tight in areas, means are going to be crashes. It's really up to us as the competitors to sort of, the way we race, right? And the way, and every race is different. There's certain racetracks that had historical, uh, huge amounts of crashes. And then we go there and there's a race of zero crashes because all, you know, for every reason that race's personality was something different. All the drivers, for some reason, you know, take care of each other, respect each other. And then you have times where, you know, races where they don't, right? Mm-hmm. And that's going to be really the key here is what do, you, what do we see from the drivers? I think there's a huge amount of enthusiasm around this event. A lot of drivers want to be the ones to say, I won in the streets of Chicago. And I was the first one. You know, it's not every day we get to make history. Yeah. And not only are we racing for the first time in a street course, but you want to be the winner of that. Like, that's, that's a big deal. So that's extra enthusiasm, which can normally mean there's an extra bit of aggressiveness, uh, which aggressiveness raising equals more crashes. So I would say you're going to have your fair amount of uh, interesting altercations on the racetrack, uh, both Saturday and Sunday. And people are asking, stick or automatic? Oh, we're sick. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're manual. The city car is a four-speed manual, and then the, the cup car is a five-speed sequential gearbox. And um, you, I can take this call real quick? Okay, got a call for you. Somebody's coming in. Um, what's your question for Parker? 
Hello. Hey, go ahead. What's your question? Yeah, hi. This is Tom, South Side of Chicago. Just got a real quick question. Now hang up. Um, hey, Parker, I'm just curious. Are you going to pay for the cam uh, the uh, speed light camera tickets that you're going to get from the city of Chicago? <laughs> oh, I see. Will you go ahead and pony up and pay for it? I'll hang up and love to hear your answer. Yeah, that's uh, that's a joke around here. The potholes and the speed light cameras and all that kind of stuff. One last question, Parker. <laughs> if there is a crash, usually the car goes on the infield or it's towed off. There, this is a, a thin course, so to speak, from what I've seen. Where does it go? Is it going to slow down the race and having to remove any car that is no longer functional? Right. So NASCAR does have areas where they can remove the cars. You'll see little breaks in the barriers uh, in the event that there is an issue. And those, those are sort of sprinkled around the racetrack. So it really depends where it happens, right, where that car is stricken. There is areas where it's just it's sort of a difficult position to have those escape roads. So they'll right. probably have to tow it to another position. Uh, but I think from looking at it, you know, there, there's a lot of there's no area that's really largely uncovered. Um, so I do think you know, you'll have it shouldn't be too bad if there is a stricken car racetrack in terms of slowing us down. Not any more than usual. Remember, we find ways to have long cautions at places like Daytona and Talladega, which are 2.6 miles and 2.5 mile ovals, and we somehow accomplish carrying up enough equipment to uh, to cause multiple lap cautions. <laughs> so you give us a chance to hit something and tear it up large enough, we, we will find that way. Trust me. We're race car drivers, and um, race car drivers are not the most risk-averse, we're all about risk, and, you know, that's sort of what the name of the game is, and that's a lot of times equal crashes. Awesome. Be safe. Enjoy our city of Chicago, and make sure you're the first to cross that line. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you, all the fans, and look forward to meeting everyone out here, seeing the enthusiasm around this event. I'm, tr- I'm telling you, this is going to be a great weekend. Absolutely. Parker Klingerman, number 48, the Big Machine of big machine Vodka Spike Coolers Chevrolet. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.